HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to Meat and Three, Heritage Radio Network's weekly food news roundup. I'm Jordan Berry, taking over for this week's special snack size episode. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of cider? That may not be quite how the final draft of the Declaration of Independence turned out, but American independence, and maybe even the Declaration's writing, was fueled by fermented apples. George Washington is said to have served 144 gallons of cider during his campaign for Virginia's House of Burgesses in 1758. John Adams started every morning with a tankard of the hard stuff. And Benjamin Franklin, responding to the story of Adam and Eve, said, It's indeed bad to eat apples. It's better to turn them all into cider. We can't say that cider is the reason America's founding mothers and fathers fought for independence, but the liquid courage probably helped. Today, America's cider industry is holding on to that independent streak, carving out an identity in a crowded market of beer and wine drinkers. The industry has grown from near non-existence after Prohibition to more than 800 cideries in 48 states. That independence carries through to cider media, too, in the form of an independently published, print-only, advertisement-free cider zine. Today, I'm sharing the story about Malice. Malice, the name, refers to the genus of apple varieties, right? Like, that's the botanical name. It's also sort of a homonym for malice, M-A-L-I-C-E. And there's nothing really malicious about anything I do, but I'm not afraid of it being provocative. Malice is the work of Ellen Cavalli, who started Tilted Shed Cider Works in Sonoma County with her husband Scott back in 2010. With a background as a professional editor for magazines and books, Ellen started scheming up Malice as a place to tell stories that weren't being told elsewhere in cider media. If you're out there and you're just making or buying cider because it gets you drunk and it tastes good, it's crystal refreshing alternatives, you know, gluten-free alternatives to beer, right on, man. Knock yourself out. That's great. But if it means something more to you, you know, if it's about our history... Um, is it about our connection between agriculture and culture? Is there something more to that? Then, then that's what I'm interested in exploring. Cider media might sound a little ridiculous, but you'd be surprised at the number of glossy magazines, podcasts, and online publications out there. Ellen's taking a lo-fi approach, describing it as an op-ed page that merged with a chapbook that crashed into an antiquarian print shop. 
The first issue of Malice, which she mailed to subscribers this past spring, is 29 pages, four essays, poems, and art. No ads. And oh, it's only on paper. I just reached a point where of no return with social media and the bastardization of cider and apples and of everything in our lives. And I said, screw it, I'm off social media. You know what? I should just go back to print. Let's just go, let's just go back where people took time to think about things. They weren't trying to burn each other down and troll each other, you know, and you were thoughtful about what you did. So I wanted to go back to that, that my roots um, because I was a zine editor back in the day, and I decided to do Malice. It's print because I want people to really spend time in thinking about what they're writing, and then I want people to spend time thinking about their reading. A print-only quarterly zine isn't a get-rich-quick move by any means. But that's not Ellen's motivation. It's not only, you know, making something to sell. I'm not about a product. I'm not a marketer. I'm not a salesperson. I'm a person who really cares about the earth and community and connecting with people and being a steward of our environment and being a steward of our communities and and of our democracy and and of all of these things. And those are intertwined inside her, and that has a historical basis inside her. I am a political person. I am a very strong, I'm an activist. I feel very strongly about a lot of things, which makes me kind of intense and, <laughs> you know, really, really kind of tightly wound sometimes. And, and this process of malice really helps me to be, like, less reactionary and more thoughtful and more disciplined. But I am wrangling with issues right now in terms of cider soul. Like, I make cider, but look at what's happening to our democracy and our world. What is our position? What are we supposed to do about this as a company and as a category and as people and community members? Today's cider industry and its accompanying media tends to shy away from that sort of introspection. What we're seeing today are people sort of sometimes taking it to the extreme, right? Like, there are no rules for the Wild West. I'm going to put crushed bananas and chai tea and, you know, habaneros in my cider. We're going to call it cider. There's no apple juice in there. I think sometimes take it, you know, where it's, it's, sort of honestly just becomes some some sort of commodity and I think you're going to lose what's so beautiful about cider which is it does come from the earth and it does come from your community and working with other farmers and other people and then bottling it or putting it in cask and then sharing it with your neighbors and I, I really hope that we can sort of get down back to that idea less of a commodity more localization um, and that in turn goes with sort of not just independence because you could do it on your own, but also interdependence, but in sort of the purest sense. Malice is raw, honest, lyrical, and cerebral. Darlene Hayes, a cider author, researcher, and evangelist, is a contributor to Malice. In the first issue, she wrote a piece titled, Don't Be Angry, Give Ryan Burke a Break. Alan was sitting in my living room when we were talking about the idea of malice as being a place for stories that were had the potential to maybe be a little controversial, or their controversy isn't really the right word, but maybe well, maybe controversial is the right word. Uh, things that were uh, made people really think, and that would not necessarily always have popular points of view. As a writer, Darlene's happy to have an outlet for her hot takes, especially one that reaches such a passionate audience. There are 
always things that we as writers and as people involved in CIDR want to say, and they're not always really aimed at the sorts of topics that one will often see in, say, a CIDR craft, which is a great magazine that's really in, intended to speak to uh, as I see it, a consumer audience about the his, you know the history of cider and how great cider is, and you know teaching people about what cider can be, especially in this country, but maybe not so geared to the sorts of discussions that producers might have amongst themselves about you know where are we really going and you know who are we as an industry and you know that sort of thing. I don't know, I sort of think of us as cider nerds, um, people that want to dig a little more deeply into cider overall, um, not just controversial things, but um, sort of nerdy things. And the cider nerds are responding in mass. The first issue is sold out with no intention to reprint. I think it's great. I think it really means that people want that kind of meat, that there's a there's a reader for something with that the kind of depth and who's interested in really learning about the kinds of topics and, uh, that, that Ellen wants to present to the cider universe. And um, I'm really excited by that. If you're a cider nerd or even just a food person interested in supporting independent stories, head to malicezine.com to subscribe. Ellen will be sending out issue two later this summer. This is separate from my cider business. It's its own thing. Um, and, you know, I'm just doing it at my kitchen table. Uh, with no budget, just super zine, you know, do-it-yourself ethos, working with people who are really contributing a lot of time and talent for really nothing, hardly anything in return. So to me, that's what Malice is about. It's sort of championing what we do and who we are through this vehicle of cider, through Apple. Cider is intellectual, it's personal, it's philosophical, it's political, you know, and, and there's a soul to it. And that's, that's what I'm really interested in and, and in digging in and, and finding out. Thanks to Jordan Berry for bringing us this special snack-sized episode of Meat and 3 for the 4th of July. That's it for us. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. Write us anytime at ideas at meatand3.nyc. That's all spelled out. And be sure to save some room on your plate for Meet and 3 every Friday afternoon. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you're hearing, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this show, recommend us to your friends. Meet and 3 is produced by Liza Hamm, Margaret Kelly, Hannah Forden, Katie Mosman-Wadler, and me, Kat Johnson. Our audio engineer is David Tadashore. Our theme song was composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Meet and 3 is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Tune in next week for a new episode of Meet and 3.